0: I'd like to share with you a fascinating Amara that comes up in today's Daf. So you know, among the various physical components of the Mishkan, there were two Kruvim on top of the Aron with childlike faces. One of the Kruvim was in the form of a male, and the other was female. And the Gemara says, When the Romans came in to destroy the Beis HaMikdash, they saw that the Kruvim were embracing one another. And the Gemara says that the Romans mocked, they ridiculed the Jews for this. They thought the Jews were perverted. Here in the Holy Temple, they have a statue of a man and a woman embracing. But the Gemara says in Msech Dezbav Basra that the Kruvim weren't always hugging each other. The Gemara notes a contradiction between two Pesokim. One Pasik says, If ish that the Kruvim were facing each other. And the other Pasik says, that they were facing away from each other. So how do we reconcile these two Pesokim? Says the Gemara, A miraculous phenomenon occurred with the Kruvim in the Beis HaMikdash. Makam. During a time when Klai Yisro were fulfilling the will of Hashem, the Kruvim embraced one another. Makam. However, when, when they were not fulfilling the will of Hashem, the Kruvim faced away from each other. And the Rishon a question, The Romans came in to destroy the Beis HaMikdash during the most horrendous years for the Jewish people. Jews were not keeping the Torah. They were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. So the question is, how was it that when the Romans came into the Beis HaMikdash, did they find the male and the female Kruvim locked in an embrace? There's no greater time than this moment. So the Bnei Sascha says something extremely powerful. He says the Gamara says in Sechdis Yvamas, Adam Lifkoi A husband is obligated to be intimate with his wife before setting out on a journey. Why is that? So he explains, love between a husband and wife is not readily discerned. However, when they intend to depart from each other for a long period of time, then their souls become deeply moved by fierce love in anticipation of the great longing they will feel for each other while they are separated. Therefore, one must remember his wife before he goes out on the road. Says the Bnei Sazcher, the reason the Kruvin were in this embrace at this time was because this was a goodbye embrace. Yes, it was a time when Jews were not fulfilling the will of Hashem, but now the Reboi Long was going to leave us for what has become 2,000 years. When you are about to leave someone that you love, you kiss them goodbye. So precisely at this time, when the destruction of the Beis Emigdash occurs, when Kaviyach Hashem distances himself from Klai Yisrael, he parts with a hug. And in that embrace lies a powerful message. Hashem tells Ka Israel, I still love you and I will always love you. Yes, I must destroy the Beis Mignosh, but don't for a moment think that I have rejected you. The Romans thought that they can do away with us. But this special embrace demonstrates the eternal bond between Hashem and the Jewish people. And with this concept, we can also perhaps understand another incredible Gemara Masech Saita. The Gemara describes the burial plot of Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Pasik says, begai mul Moshe was buried in the valley in the land of Moshe against Beis says the Gemara, even though this Pasik provides us a precise description of the location of his burial, and Philahachi, despite that, no person knows where Moshe's grave is located to this day. The Gemara relates a fascinating story. The evil monarchy of the Roman Empire sent messengers to the heads of Beis Pa'ar. They said, Moshe cover. And they demanded to be shown where Moshe is buried. So they took those messengers up to that mountain. When the men stood above on the upper section of the mountain, it appeared to them as if the grave was below in the lower section of the mountain. As they stood below, it appeared to them to be above not to be deterred, they divide into two groups, one above and one below, says the Gemara. To those who were standing above, the grave appeared to them to be below. To those who are standing below, the grave appeared to them to be above. Because the Torah says, to this day, no one ever located Moshe's grave. And with this idea from the Bnei Sashchah, there's perhaps a deeper message to the story of Moshe's grave. Those evil Romans wanted to know, cover. how do we bury Moshe, the soul of Claustral? The Zohar says a remnant of Moshe's soul and his influence is embedded in every Jew. How can we do away with the Jews once and for all? They wanted to know. Yesh Armir Lamala. Some said, take them above, welcome them, elevate them, give them prominence, and hope they'll assimilate. Some said Lamata. Take them down below, persecute, torture, oppress them, and hope they perish and be forgotten. Either through annihilation or assimilation. But the Torah said, neither plan will work. No one can ever bury a Jewish soul, no less all of Kla Yisrael. And this is what happened over here with the Kruvim. Yes, the was kicking us out. Nevertheless, he was kissing us and thereby showed all of the world for all eternity that they are still my people. And they are going nowhere. The crew of them who are locked in their final embrace symbolized this message. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.